I'm pretty sure I agree with Kimo when he says if you made a million dollars, you wouldn't know how to act. I'm just going to throw it out there. Yep. What's up, everybody? We are live in the stew, working. Hopefully, the sound sounds aight. My shit hopefully doesn't die on me. We appreciate Chris Chrome, who does all the editing. Kimo's, uh, yep. Kimo's here in the flesh. This is Ridge the Gat, the show where we take interesting people such as yourself chemo the key to more greatness whose name is excessively long um my name is holden stefan roy and uh we're gonna learn about your life and go through your journey and kind of get to know who you are a bit better in terms of the man behind the key that is the key to more greatness because chemo right. is the key and okay look I like to make fun of that a little bit because the first time I saw this name, I'm going to tell a little story. Because, you I know Kimo for a minute, y'all. Like, this is not the first time Kimo been in the crib type thing. Yep. Um, Kimo, I'm going to tell a little story of how I met Kimo. We're going to start a little different. Kimo posted in this Facebook group. And Kimo be like, I bet nobody's going to fucking like or whatever. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm in a mood and I fucking hit like the subscribe and left a comment or whatever, screenshotted it all petty like and slapped that on there. And then Chemo was all like, hey, blah, 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 hit me up. And we started chatting. And then somehow the dude gets me booked at shit. Somehow the dude starts pulling through. And I thought about his name a lot. And I said to myself, all things considered, since I've met Chemo, there has been more greatness. Thus, it's a fair assessment. That it's the key to more greatness. And I just wanted to start off with that little, little anecdote shit. But that's not how we usually start the show. Typically, we go in a direction more like um, we want to know where you were born, where your life starts. I'm born in um, Sacré-Cœur in Curtiville. Okay. Basically in Montreal. Fair. Yeah. So basically, you were born in Montreal. That's where the life starts. And we're talking, that's a bit of the north end of shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like center north, I think. I don't really know where Cartierville is. I kind of know where it's it is, but like I sort of know where it the is. The west of the city. Okay, but north, north, right? Like it's, it's like you got to pass through Cartierville to get to Pierrefonds, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, exactly. Like the 68, go 67, kind of whatever, whatever. Oh uh, yeah, 68. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So with that, we had the proper opening question though, because now we contextualize the story takes place up in Montreal over there. All right. So it starts out with my girlfriend. It's a bit of a story. This little question. And uh, basically, my girlfriend be washing the dishes one time, okay. and uh, she got her phone out, and she playing that black eyed piece on the. I got a feeling, ooh, right. she vibing, she dancing, she doing her thing, um, and then basically, uh, I looking at her, and she's doing this song. It's like 2020, and I'm like, yo, when the fuck did this song become chores music, right? Because right. if you think about this track. Now we're going to put it on when we're doing some exercises, we're doing some cleanings, we're doing some boring crap, and we're trying to have a more litty experience in our lives. Um, but, like, back in the day, run it back 10 years, this be some fucking in the club, in the middle of the night, fucking everybody drunk, turn up, fucking banger, everybody having a great time. 10 years goes by. The song doesn't change at all because it's a song, but it ultimately is that we got older, more the context of the song changes, and now it's chores music. Right. From party music to chores music. Um, 
And with that, like, it got me thinking about our own musical journeys and shit. So if we think about how most people actually just talk about the musical journey, it's going to be something in the ballpark of like, yo, I'm like 12 and I started writing my rhymes. I discover hip hop at this age, this, that, the next thing. But really, like, none of that is exactly the beginning of anybody's musical journey because songs or vibes and vibes surround us since time. Like, you could probably argue that from the day you was born up in that hospital, there was maybe even a little track playing in the room that was being absorbed by a little baby chemo at that point right. in time so with all that it's like it got me thinking about how we need to run back the story even further so in my case i can think about being like five years old up in coast st luke and my dad's got these great boxes in the apartment right like the fucking amp and the take deck and the fucking amplifier and the radios and all the wires going out to the speakers and shit like that right a bunch of great boxes kind of stacked up took like 20 minutes to set that shit up and then basically be playing his led zeppelin tapes put your phone on sevens please led zeppelin tapes and then um on top of that it would be like fucking you know nighttime radio stuff so like you know mc mario's club mix straight from all the montreal vibes then like my mom she'd be more into like discos and radios and love songs and like musicals and that kind of stuff yo we watch grease a lot in my household and like you know that kind of vibes and then like none of that i had any control over that was just music and ish that was like around when i was doing my thing and i i just kind of realized that for all of us we have that portion of our life and it really doesn't get talked about or explored enough but really influences all of us to this very day so i was hoping right. mr chemo that you could run it back to the where you were the youngest chemo that you could remember being and let us know a little bit what it was like to be uh what it sounded like to be a young chemo the key to more greatness what you the vibes of your home etc was basically um when I started listening to music, <clears throat> there was a lot of Arab music. And um, my dad, for some reason, loved Chaggy. So, uh, like, it like, wasn't me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's one of the like, classics my dad used to play a lot. And um, I remember he used to play uh, the song, uh, Who Let the Dogs Out? I don't know. The Baja it? Man. Yeah, okay. So basically, uh, he used to play a lot of that old stuff. Um, Bruno Mars. He listened to that a lot and uh um, but even younger like when you was a even kid, younger because like yo you gotta keep in mind your right. life starts in what i was I like i was like basically i was like nine at the time run That's it like, back man run, run it back, back even okay, yeah, man. okay, okay. we want to know about baby chemo all right all right well um shit. uh i mean i remember the first song i actually really liked was a pokemon song because okay. i used to be a real pokemon fan when i was a kid it's an acceptable and thing. And there was a, there was a, it was not really rap, but it was like in between rap and rock music. It was, was weird. It the poker rap? Yeah, I don't know. It was, that's, that's how I remember it. So I don't remember the name of the song or anything, but I remember it was, um, yeah, it, 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 it used to go like Yu-Gi-Oh. That's a different show. I don't know. That's Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh, sorry. I get them Fair enough. Yu-Gi-Oh is a vibe. That's mm -hmm. cool that TV hit you like that. Because some of them theme yeah. songs smashed. They were Sorry. really good. Some of them theme songs were real smashes. Yeah, I don't know. That that, that one literally hooked to my head for, for the longest time. I all, But all I remember was that Yu-Gi-Oh shit. You know? So if there wasn't a whole bunch of music going on when he was young, were you like not as interested? What, what were the passion of like a five-year-old chemo? Um, me, it was really video games when I was a kid. Uh, it was literally more when I was like in high school. I so really hold up. Got... So if the video games, we talking Super Nintendo? Mm, 
Sega Genesis. No, I'm talking about PS1. Uh, okay. Before that, it was like that that Nintendo, the square one, the gray square the one. NES. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was some fire times, man. Um, yeah, when you used to uh, open the, the, the flap like that, I don't know. It's like, like a... Yeah, 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 exactly. Put it back in exactly. and hope the shit works. I used to have the 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 thing where you connect the the gun for the duck game. Duck on. you shoot the ducks there. Yeah, yeah. And then you got yourself on that PS1 life. Yep. So basically, yeah, still some of that. nah, right. that hits different. I'm like, I don't know if I like how that hits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's something in there. I'm like, mm. but um, not like bad, like tobacco or cigar or whatever it is. I'm, I don't know. Or paper, <laughs> not my favorite. Um, but like with that, um, so you basically a little gamer back in the day. You're not that interested in music. No. You vibing on them TV shows. You into sports. Yeah. Uh, I really, really liked basketball when I was a kid. Mm. Like, basketball's my number one sport. Were you playing it back then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot. That that was literally my passion at the time. Yeah. And then, at this point, you're not that interested in music. You're just kind of doing your thing. Yeah, basically. So, at what point do you start to get a little bit more interested in music? It was uh, more when I was, like, at 12, 13, starting to go to high school and stuff. Um... I started off uh, by, um, I wasn't really, like, it was more doing parkour and stuff then around yeah, 16. Parkour? Yeah. Like I the fucking running off the walls yeah, and yeah, crap? Yeah, yeah. Yo, Tell us about your yeah. parkour adventures. How'd you get into that? Um, I was hanging with a bunch of Filipino kids, and um, basically uh, they, it, we used to love doing, like, really dumb stuff. Like, um, I remember... Uh, one time his school had a had a thing and uh, it was like all the students he didn't go so he decided to chill with us and we stole a giant box of ritz mm. and um anyways we ended up getting out and uh, we ate so much we gave it to this guy um i remember i used to go to snooty when i was a kid there was a big there was a big dude but he was homeless I know so who you're talking gave, about. I gave, think everybody, <laughs> I think everybody knows who you're talking about. We gave the whole Ritz box. To okay, maybe not like everybody, here. but if you happen to be in Snowden at a certain time in life, for like we're talking more than a decade, this man's was around. Yeah. And if you took public transit, he was there. Yep, all the time. So basically, we yeah we gave them uh, the whole box of Ritz, but it was really like when when I started really getting into music, it was really when I was 16, I started uh, sea walking. It was uh wait what so let yeah. me understand this you're a parkour guy that yeah. steals ritz crackers <laughs> no but it was like it was like are y'all doing like parkour time? videos uh no we didn't do no parkour videos we were just practicing at a certain point i just realized i sucked at it so i just stopped fair enough yeah so, so the highlight is the ritz cracker stealing parkour adventure respect no nah, it's a good story <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it but... is um and then you you migrate out of the parkour world because you maybe not destined yeah, to be I a was, parkour no. legend. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. That was that was a phase of life though. I remember when everybody was into parkour. Yeah. Um. So then, what brings you to music? It was one time um, my friend basically uh, showed me a video of him sea walking, and I was like, "Oh, that's dope." So I'm like, "How'd you learn how to do that?" He's like, "Oh, YouTube." So then he showed me a 2-3 move, then I got into it, you know? 
then that's where my music journey started because I was just music after music after music and so, I but practiced. You, you wanted to be a dancer. Yeah. I bought a I bought a whole like camera and I, I have a bunch of Siwak videos on my YouTube. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. It was like ten years ago. That's where Kimo got all these subscribers. Yeah, basically. From Seawalking back in the day. Yeah. Cause I was like I was I was like, say where? What did Kimo do? Something he did something at some point. Yeah, yeah. That was I was uh yeah, I was seawalking. I, I used to love uh, doing, uh, not breakdance, but like uh, pop lock, whatever, that, uh, the waving with your hands and shit. Um, I used to like crunk music a lot. Yeah, but, uh, seawalk I, I dance off really after the show. Yeah. Yo, CB Max <laughs> supposed to come through for a book. If you're still here, you can film that shit. <laughs> I don't know if I can still do it. But I mean, well, that, that would I'm, make it. I'm a pretty sure I can lay down a couple. If y'all want to see a CB <laughs> Mac versus Chemo, a real city poet, see walk off. You let me know. Uh, man. Yeah. Um. So basically, you're running that back in the day. You're learning, but you're you're running a YouTube gambit, and uh, basically, I did two uh, two YouTube channels, and um, it was like when I got the camera, I got way better. Cause it was just like I could throw it. I, I don't have to bug my buddies so I could use his camera, basically. So uh, I started recording videos after videos. Made a whole new YouTube page. Um, just kept throwing video after video after video. I was trying to impress people, I guess. I was just I don't know. It was really cool for me that, I, like, at the end I was able to do it so good. I remember a techno song. I used to just hit every note. YouTube blocked it though because it was uh, copyrighted. Yeah, but um, I'm pretty sure if you could go on, if I could go on my YouTube account, YouTube Studio, I could still find it, but the right. volume's not there. That's no fun. Yeah, which kind of sucks, but whatever. You can still watch chemo dancing, and then in theory, you could just add the song back and then put it somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, it was. Um, Cascade, I think the the song. Maybe you're all that I want. Oh, I'm hiding here. Yeah, 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 yeah. That making one. Making it hard to believe. Yeah, yeah. Happen. That one. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. No, fair enough. So, ba so basically, were you like raving and stuff, or was this more like you was in your room just practicing? No, it was basically me going to the park, going to the like anywhere, and just like you know. Just put the camera there put it put the earphones on go word. back home so he was like one of them dudes yeah you were like a vine kid before vine vine what do you mean vine like the fucking six second social media app when they would do like little dance like a bunch of little short things it's like tiktok before tiktok yeah in a way but it, it was like um because a siwak video was between i think it was 15 to 45 seconds that's a tiktok video yeah, basically on a real like a minute uh, instagram maps. post okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay doing that shit since yeah. time yeah <laughs> as that, well. was, that was the vibes and bonnie that song was covered by a whole lot of people in the electronic musical sphere uh, real lot of covers of that bad boy yeah. um so he was running that in high school yeah and was it getting you cool points with people like buzzing on chemo's dance skills um yeah Basically, I was, uh, 
I wasn't really an outcast because basically, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to uh, how to put this. It's like, um, I don't know, man. I wasn't a loser, but I wasn't the, the, the like popular kid. I was just a normal fucking kid. Just it's just like up. people would know I knew how to dance good and play basketball, basically. Fair enough. Yeah. So then what happens for you after high school? Um, they did... Uh, Started selling drugs, basically, weed Bro. and stuff. Um, I quit school. It was pretty bad. Then, anyways, bad things happened. I decided to quit that. I dated a girl for four years. That didn't go good either. So, one time, um, I end up going to this party. So, I met this promoter. So, that was, um, his name is basically So TL. But, like, that dude was just, like, a hundred bucks. Like, like he was just, like, if he was going to a wedding type of shit. Not, like, you know, expensive clothes, whatever. So, I go up to him. We have a chit-chat, whatever. And he goes, I'm a promoter. I'm a music promoter. I'm like, okay. At the time, I had my neighbor and other people that would do music in my surroundings. But I wasn't really an artist at the time. So, I go, oh, well, I know people that do music. He told me, okay, no problem. Took my number down. I'm like, God, oh, do you want me to show it, show you some people? He's like, no, no, don't worry. I know they're good. I'm like, okay. I found that weird, you know? So one time he calls me. He's like, oh, what you want me to do for your artist? But I basically asked him. I told him, I'm like, you know, if we could make money with it, I can show you artists. And that's it, you know? So Anyways. right away, Kimo's desires in the game is to be an a, like a middleman that links people together. Uh, basically, because I I, I kind of saw the opportunity, so I, I he he kind of didn't understand me. So, anyways, I I was one of, I was one of my one of my homies, um, and he makes music. So I was with him, um, steal the Don, and we're just there smoking up. He calls me and he's like, "What you want me to do for your artist?" So I told him, listen, I got one that's with me, whatever. Talk to him and see what you could do for him. He ta he gives me back the phone and tells me, oh, well, uh, let's meet at, um, what was that bar called? Um, Snookers in Cartierville. Right. So we go to Snookers, whatever. He, he basically tells us he has a competition. And the competition is basically, um, it's a bunch of artists. And at the end, there's a big prize. So basically, he says that um, you could get known like that and make money. So me and my friends, they found it skeptical. And they everybody said, I don't know. Basically, I said no because I'm not an artist, you know. He asked me if I wanted to do it because when I walked in the bar, I knew, like, I walked in like if it was my house because, you know, I know everybody, right? So that's it. And he asked me, do you want to do it? I told him, no. Then my friend's like, oh, yo, come on, na, na, na. I'll help you. It will be fun. I told him, I said, okay. I said, you know what? Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm going to see if, if my friend pulls through with it, I'll do it, you know? So I wake up the next day, go to work, whatever. My sister calls me. She's like, oh, there's some random dude with... Um, with some flyer looking picture and you're on it you know i'm like what and she's like yeah he tried adding me on facebook i'm like 
okay. So I go on Facebook. That dude added over a hundred people I knew with a flyer saying I was going to do a rap show. <laughs> now this is how I got into music. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And yeah. so, so what do you do when you go to your show? Do you even have songs? No, no. I, I listen. It was the funniest thing, eh? So okay, like you gotta understand, motherfuckers be out there <laughs> dreaming of opportunities to be fucking trying to get everything and everything uh, in the world. Chemo be there like, I don't want to rap. Somehow his face on a flyer and he's fucking doing a show. So basically, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really, it was weird. So basically, um, I'm like, okay, well, I'm doing a rap show. I'm like, with no okay, songs, no songs, no experience whatsoever. And you're on the flyer. I'm on the flyer, so I'm like, what is this crappy situation, you know? So, um, yeah, just decided to write a song, showed it to a couple people, everybody went, yeah, it's not bad, no, 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 I showed it to one of my friends. He goes, bro, I love you, but this is the most garbage shit I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I'm like, <laughs> what do I do? There, It's like a week lapse to the show we sat down like for like an hour me him his sister and my other friend wrote a whole 16 a whole song basically and i called the promoter i'm like listen i'm not doing it with the other guy i'm gonna do it with my homie because we just created a song together so he's like okay so we end up doing the show i I was not expecting nobody to be there. I thought everybody was going to take that as a joke. I'm not even kidding. There was at least 200 people. And this is because, the pro let's be clear, the promoter hits up all these people you know and goes, Chemo, the key to more greatness. I don't know if that was what you were going by at that No, point. it was just K-I-M-O, Chemo. Mm. I could see how you might want to change your name in this city. That would get confusing from a Google perspective. Yeah, but it's because, like... At first, I started off as Kimo, K-I-M-O. Then I saw somebody else called Kimo. Kimo Soul. Soul. And Kimo Soul been at this for a very long time. Very, like and you it see, was, very tenured. But it wasn't Kimo Soul at first that oh, I found. It was... Um, oh, say word. So there's other Kimos. It was J Kimo R or something like that. Say I was word. Like, what? Come on. <laughs> so, so a lot of Kimos is what we're seeing. So basically, when I found that out, I changed my name. Uh, K-E-Y-M-O Basically, at first My friend kept telling me Change your name, change your name No, 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 he kept He kept saying it's too simple, it's too this, it's too that You know So I was like, bro, I don't know How do you end up on the key to more greatness? Yo, I felt I, I just thought and thought and thought And uh, at a certain point Because he kept giving me ideas, you know he kept saying, oh, why don't you write your name this way or that way, you know? So then it clicked. I was like, key, mo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the key to more greatness. I don't know. I don't like know how I clicked the key to more greatness. Bar. You filled in the bar. Yeah. The key to more greatness. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I don't hate the name. I, I, I do find your name is very lengthy to type in this stuff, like. I had to change the size. This is the first time ever I had to stretch the part where it says the tw like the the, the key yeah. to more greatness, the yellow text but you're seeing there. I had to make that longer to support your freaking name. 
and I'd never had to done that before. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I was I was I was annoyed because I wanted my name to be Chemo, and everybody's name was Chemo. There is even some other dude that's K E Y M O E. I was like, come on, man, you got to be fucking kidding. So I just wrote the Kingdom of Greatness. I was like, forget it. I'm pretty yeah. sure nobody went that route except for you, just due to the fact that it's so fucking long. And I don't, you know what the thing is? Is as I say it, you don't forget it. Nobody forgets this name. No. You see it like one time, chemo, the key to more greatness, and it's stuck in your head because it's like preposterously large as right. a name, but it's not bad. No. <laughs> um, stills. So you basically do this first show. Yeah. Everybody sees chemo on the flyer. Yeah. Everybody's like, wait, hold up. Chemo rap now? I'm ready yeah. for this. I got my phone ready. I'm coming whole bunch of people fill out the place did he do this to other people too like was it multiple people on the flyer or was it just you no it was multiple people on a giant flyer at the end so basically he did this for everybody he he basically did an individual fl flyer for everybody and then made a giant flyer with everybody's Hold hands up. on it are y'all hearing this Yo, yeah. promoters in the city that guy got 200 people to come to a show that's the big lesson here promote chemo did you try to sell tickets it was no selling tickets. It was just promote your thing and get the max people to come. And like, we, we just, he, no, he showed see, us. Everybody had an individual flyer <clears throat> and then there's this group flyer. Yeah. That's pretty litty. That's yeah. not even a bad idea at all. And like, that's how I learned how to spam. <laughs> you just like throw it everywhere. I'm like, okay. You I don't like know. Copy paste it everywhere. Like, I don't know if spamming is the most effective tool over time, but it certainly fucking works the first time. Oh yeah, it does. The first time. The first time definitely does. The fifth time, <laughs> I do really. question the return on investment of a spam campaign. Yeah, but, that. yo, some people be on it all the time. But I learned, I learned not to spam over the time, but it's because I, that's how I learned how to promote myself at first, you know, from him, you know. So. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you just are supposed to spam yourself excessively to a degree where maybe, like, I don't do it enough. And I think about that back and forth. Because, like, yo, as much as it might annoy the shit out of you, then you can ask yourself the question is, do I care? And I might care. But then if you don't and you keep doing it, people that like it really fuck with you. Yeah. Anyway, that's just food for thought. But it's like, yeah, basically what you said. But like, I don't know what, the, I'm not saying it's the, everyone's got to do their own moves different. I was just mm. thinking, it's a different time of day. <laughs> I don't know, right now, it's like, obviously don't spam, you know, whoever follows you, follows you. But like, at first, you know, I, I, I just did not know any other way, bro. I just, that's how, that's how the promoter told me to do it. He just, yo, bro, copy paste it everywhere. I'm like, you sure? He like, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's do that. <laughs> Nah, I feel that. And shout out Pizza Jams TV for rolling through. That's something I'm pretty sure you as dude. Or if not, my bad. But definitely got people running through. You can see the chats over there. Chemo's like, oh. oh they're just responding. They're just like, we talking. And then they have side conversations. Sometimes you look at the chat and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But they're having fun and we just keep doing our thing. Like, did you eat, did the kid eat the pizza, pizza jam? Nah, they're talking to each other, Chemo. That's cool. That's oh, nice. That's um, and now we're talking about them in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you have this crazy experience. A bunch of people come to the show because mm -hmm. the promoter did this. Well, to be fair, it was creative spamming. He had, he played an element of chemo doesn't rap and hit up all your people. Like there was more to it than just spam. That was like really ingenious marketing. Yeah. Can't say it'll work over time, but it got you there and it got 200 people at this show. And then you and your people come out and how does it go? But the thing is, is that the, the mainly people that were there was people from my neighborhood. It was like, uh, I, I was, I was, was the bar in your neighborhood? It, but not expecting it. No, not even. It was, uh, it was Ujo nightclub on Jean Talon. I think it's Jean Talon. Yeah, it uh, yeah. It's a small club, but it was packed that night. Those are the best. Yeah. It was actually really, really dope. That feeling I had, that's why I wanted to continue doing it. It was that feeling of having the mic and just people bumping to your music while you're spitting it. It was, I don't know, it was amazing. Yeah. So you have this amazingly addictive first night, and then what happens? I just kept going. Um, you're going to have to go into more detail than that. Given it's Basically, <laughs> we, we wanted to form a group, me and the other guy. So we bought another person um, to do a show. Then we did a show again. Uh, that time, well, it didn't really go that good. My partner was a little drunk. So he mixed up the two songs. He ended up doing one song and he cut us off after. He, the, the promoter told me, you have to calm your boy down. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, it was not. Yeah, but we still did the show. That time, well, when, when was, was your first show? Day. When was your first show? We didn't even establish when you started. Ujo nightclub. When the time? Oh, when? Um, about I would say three years ago. No. Yeah. Okay, so twenty eighteen. Uh, seventeen, I would say. All right. So this goes down in twenty seventeen. Uh, yeah, eighteen seventeen between that. And basically, since then you pop off, and then. You have this moment with the drunk guy, and that's how how long after that first show. What do you mean? Like how much time had passed between the shows? Oh, uh, um, three weeks, a month. I'll say where same like promoter and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Basically, because it was like a whole thing he was doing, so like everybody had like. They had they, they were like advancing the ones that weren't bringing people or whatnot would not show up after. We end up getting to like the finals. All right, it's a contest. Right, we right, end up right, getting right. to the finals, which we were supposed to grab a song where um, that instrumental was ours. We didn't really understand the game, right? We wrote free instrumental on YouTube. <laughs> so wait, wait, I'm getting a little confused. What do you mean? Because we were supposed to buy a licensed song, like oh, like you, you had, know what I mean? You had to get your own track that was like licensed that you yeah. could own for this content. Yeah, basically, we we didn't understand the game right, so we just wrote free beat on YouTube. And so you got disqualified over the beat selection. No, he's like, oh well, okay, we'll keep, make you guests of the show. Then I spoke to the other guys, they're like, yo, nah, we're not doing that. We're like, yo, we went through all of this to be guests of the show at the end. It made no sense. So we just dropped it. So, so we end up not going for the last show. 
So the big lesson is read the contest rules. But do you think you should have gone to that last show? Yeah, I think I should have, to be honest. That's a good answer. I agree. Yeah. I should have because a lot of people that... Um, a lot of people that I knew that, that, that were going, that were already there, it was... And I didn't show up, so... Yeah, mm. it was not... It was not looking good on me, though. So I guess what happens after that is is the promoter not thrilled with you? No, he was not thrilled. And then, so what goes on next? Um, basically, I tried doing rap with the other guy that I was with. Turns out that it wasn't really going a good route either. So I decided to forget it, do it myself, you know? Right. So I wrote a whole song in French. I remember it was my first ever song and my boy kind of explained to me how to rap he's like hum your hum your flow do this do that you know so I wrote a whole song in French one day and I couldn't find a studio so I met this guy that was rapping called Gaspé he he introduced me to Satik that was my studio guy for for a minute yeah, and ever since uh, I, I I would go to this guy and made a mixtape, and I threw it out on SoundCloud to see what people would think about it. You know, yeah, that's where I went from there. And then what did you do with the mixtape? Well, basically, um, I tried doing shows. I spoke back to the other promoter. I'm like, listen, I, I was not done the the mixtape yet. I had maybe three songs at the time. Um. I told him, listen, this this is what I got, and I want to do a show. Is it good enough? Mm. He told me, yeah, the French one's pretty dope. Nah, 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 nah. So um, I went to Club Sank, and I went to do that the the show there. But there wasn't much people, to be honest. It was like 30 people. I was like, I was the person that brought the most people. I was like, okay. It was weird. Is so, it? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Okay, it's like, I don't want to be, like, negative. I've been to a lot of shows that don't have a lot of people. Okay, I've not been to a lot of shows. I've just... So, like, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that, like, every show ends up being like that. I have been to shows with it. But there's, like, so many factors that go into stuff. Okay. Like, there's things, like, just, like, yo, check out. A lot of these shows happen at bars where drinks be, like, $11. Wow. So it's like you try to get people to come. People be asking me this question almost every time I tried to sell tickets and shit in my life. Not even like because I was trying to do the ticket. And he says, yo, I'm performing. Come through. Yo, how much is the drinks? First question. Yeah. Every fucking time. Okay, and so, it. so it's like, okay. yo, like back in the days when I could say, yo, $20 rum and Cokes at Belmont, motherfuckers came through. It was the easiest shit in the world. And then like as time went on, two things happened. I got older, as did everybody I know. Which meant like going out on a Friday night happens way less and becomes a way harder sell. Yo, what's up, Zalmanel? Um, and then the other side of it is the drinks literally got more expensive related to that Sardakis guy or whatever his name is buying up all the fucking bars and killing the $20 pitchers. And then all of a sudden, like drink specials started disappearing in a lot of the low end. And it's like, it's kind of like this negative cycle. That goes into it then there's other shit that goes into time slots when you're doing shows where like they 
deliberately split up nights to make it harder to get a good time slot. Anyway, there's so many factors that play into how it gets complicated to promote a show is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, man. Um, <clears throat> I guess, yeah, that time, now that you mentioned it, that first show I did, they had um, Jack Daniel bottles and they had a special on them. Like, I think it was like uh, 80 bucks a bottle. I promise, man, a drink yeah. special sells tickets more than a rapper. And yeah. I don't even know if people really like 100% are aware of that. Like, a drink special can make people be like, oh, say word. Maybe I do want to come through with my posse and yeah. drink cheap alcohol at this place and location. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, so I just think, but I don't know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. But yeah, I've done seen a lot of shows where it's like 30 people or less and whatnot okay no me the only the only time that i didn't see a lot of people at a show was le sank and um covid shows i did two how many shows did you do before covid three two yeah <laughs> now but to be, uh, yeah, to be okay. fair though sometimes in all like fairness like yo the vibe is amazing with 40 people in the room like it doesn't have to be like a packed show sometimes it's just a lit experience and whatnot but i can understand going from like 200 people to 30 <laughs> might be a little bit of a culture shock i don't know it's just it wasn't a lot of people so the, there wasn't much of a vibe to it versus the first time i did it and it was a bunch of people and it was more of a vibe people you know Fair. You see people bopping their heads. You see a one-two person, you know, recording you. Things yeah. like that, you know? I've been in rooms, man, where I realized I don't necessarily think I should perform at every show. Like, just a bunch of people dead-ass staring at me like, what the fuck? And I'm like, <laughs> then there's the two guys bopping their head. And I'm like, nah, okay. Still two dudes bopping their head. That's, that's a vibe. Yeah. Focus on those guys. But, like, <laughs> I've done a couple of them in my life. Not even going to lie um but it's just kind of the game a little bit with the live shows um pretty much everybody i know has done these these shows so i could see how it's a vibe but then you said covid kicks in yeah covid kicked in so i don't know i just stopped doing shows i guess i did i one show it didn't really go good bro i know um, for a fact you did at least two shows during covid yeah, <laughs> two shows i'm like i know for a fact you did those shows <coughs> Yeah, but I don't know, man. It, it, it didn't. It didn't go good. The first one. The second one wasn't bad. <laughs> then just the lady lost my instrumentals for some uh, yeah, some was, reason. That was a vibe. Kimo's yeah. like, I don't want to talk about this. I'm like, <laughs> I was there. Um, nah. Yeah. Somewhere. No, but I, I like the Cartierville one. That was dope. Doing that like uh, Bashman Booth. Yeah, Bashman. That yeah. was fun. So yeah, yeah. I actually enjoyed myself. So for uh, so while we're all time, but at some point I meet Kimo in this like period of COVID and he's like, come to the studio, etc., etc. And then I met, I don't even remember why, but we went to a studio up in Sherbrooke and you mm -hmm. wanted me to meet you there. And I was on my way to some next thing. So I was there for a minute. And then Kimo's like, yo, I got this show opportunity. <laughs> and the next thing I know, we're up in some fucking room with COVID restrictions. Cause at this point, like you could still do like shows inside with like 10 people. And it was like fucking proper and like all that crap. And then we were performing on the internet and that was a vibe. That was a whole vibe. And I was like, okay, this fucking guy got me a whole thing going on here. Yeah. That was cool. And one of those dudes is fucking killing it on TikTok right now. 
Like, so I'm like, say a word. I met that guy because of chemo. And then um, <clears throat> basically, what, a couple months later, there was the fucking bashment bullshit. Where how, how did you even set that up? Like, again, how are you making things happen? Everybody else at this time, you got to understand, is being like, I'm not doing anything. What is, woe is me? Chemo becoming with a second <laughs> opportunity. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this dude? Who is this guy? Dude. All I did was just keep adding people, adding people on Facebook, add, 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 add. And then, like, I just, you know those feeds? Sometimes when you're bored, you just scroll on Facebook, the feeds you just watch, like, it's like Snapchat, basically. Um, people asking, oh, looking for artists, looking for this, looking for that. So I just told myself, hey, yo, I'm an artist. Yo, can I do the show? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, well, I got this person and that person and that person that's down too. Oh, okay, we'll bring them. That's it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it sounds really simple. I mean, it does. I don't know. Like, <laughs> It is pretty simple. I mean, that's, that's You're just all I like, do. I went on Facebook. I guess I'm lucky for I looked for an opportunity. <laughs> I happened to find an opportunity, and I threw my hat in the ring. I wonder how many opportunities be on Facebook right now, just like on some real shit where we're all so bougie, we don't look for them. Uh, dude, you never know. To be honest, never know. No, no, because the algorithms though, it's like you, you you see less things. Like I don't see competitions anymore. Like bridge the gap. When I scroll down Facebook, I don't see the competitions anymore. Yeah, well, to be fair, the comp that one's not really around as much. It's on a hiatus at the moment. But like, yeah, in general, the algorithms did update this year um a little bit and have changed how facebook operates a little bit but still you had to have proactively gone and looked for those things in the first place mm. yeah, okay right like like if you weren't out there looking for these opportunities you wouldn't have seen them kind of thing and maybe like even you maybe you stop looking for the opportunities so facebook stopped showing you the opportunities i don't know uh basically like i, I wasn't yeah, yeah. At the time, I was kind of, kind of looking to, to do shows and stuff, and like I would just find them like, like water. You know? And then like we go to this bashment booth shit, which was a vibe. Yeah, that was dope. And Kimo did not tell me that we were going to perform, as in we were going to perform. He, I didn't even know he was gonna ask the people I was with to perform. He comes yeah. through, and the next thing you know, it's some. I'm like, I'm not trying to like take chemo shine away, so I'm all like, nah, nah, it's chemo's thing. <laughs> and next thing you know, we're fucking rapping. There's cameras going, and then this dude, who's allegedly one of the top artists in Cote d'Ivoire, walks in the fucking room. I'm like, <laughs> what the? F and he watches me do my thing, and so I linked up with him and chopped it up. I'm like. I'm telling y'all, when I say chemo is a key to more greatness, y'all may think I'm joking, but literal opportunities in my life popped up because it is, dude, like to a degree, like where you're just like, say fucking word. Mm. And it's all blunders and weird shit sometimes. Like it's all like these accidental, like almost like a comic book that like you end up winning at the end on some like good shit. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's but... a little more to some of those stories. <laughs> Kimo's like, don't fucking say shit. I'm like, fair enough. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Good times. Though. Good the, times. Good times. To be honest, it was good times. And then, um, yeah, we got a question that I think becomes a bit relevant in the timeline at that point. Right. How did you meet CB Mac? 
uh, through you. I knew the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, because uh, I did How We Move With You. Yeah. So uh, that was the remix, basically. And CB Mac did the original. I was like, yo, he's dope. Yeah, he's my boy. I'm like, oh, okay. Then when time went by, I just found out he was on my Facebook. Yeah. Or I added him, or I don't remember how it went on, to be honest. That's fair. Yeah. That's that's basically, like, exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah. I was I was mad, and I'm like, everybody give me these verses. Whoever gets it back first wins. CB Mac got it, and then the next day, Chemo came through. And then I'm like, oh, they're in a group now? I'm like, say fucking word. Yeah. That's dope. So I guess between, like, the end of the fall, what have you been up to? Like, what have you been working on this whole time? Because, yo, Chemo refused to do an interview last year when I'm like, yo, Chemo, let's do an interview. He's like, fuck no. Now we're doing it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, my album. Mm. Uh, basically, I was, I was uh, fed up of looking for studios, somebody to do, like my voice good, where it doesn't cost me an arm and a leg, right. things like that. Setic was good, but some some other times, you know, he 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 couldn't do things that I pictured in my head, basically. So I decided to say, forget it, bought a studio equipment myself, cheap studio equipment, and started, started doing it myself. So basically, now I'm uh, building an album. It's going to be called The Rise of the MC. I have, um, I have a couple of uh, booming ones with CB Mac. I got you on it. Um, I got the J Solo. Uh, Willie Scandals is supposed to be on it. Um, yeah, Salib, uh, VSL STF. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, and Scribble too. I'm gonna make a shout out Scribby. Scribble, yeah. Shout out Scribble, man. I appreciate it. Anytime we can bring up Scribby in in, in real, con don't call him Scribby. <laughs> in in regular conversation, I'm like, I don't know. I'll, I'll push that liberty. Yeah, any day, nah. my guy. Any day, I'll take it. But I don't know if you should. <laughs> nice, nah, dope Scribble. You know, like um, I met him, and he was promoting his things on Facebook, and I seen he rapped with Vinny Paz. Me, I'm a big fan of Vinny Paz. You know, so um, I was like, oh shit. Bro, I met this dude because he hit me up and he's like, you want to do an album review of my shit? And it was basically like the second time anybody had ever asked me. So mm. I said, yes. And Bonnie said, are you sure? I mean, and I'm like, yo, you never know who the fuck the person could be, you know, because we were like, you're just trying to not in like an are you sure in a negative way. But when you're trying to pick something to review, like go on with somebody that's super like underground. <laughs> It doesn't necessarily count for much in terms of like organic views unless people are searching for it, right? Right. So I'm like, now nah, let's try it out. And then we did it. And then he went on to work with RA. He went on to work with like so many fucking people, dude. Like I'm just sitting there going, wow, like I got on the scribbler chain pretty fucking early, all things considered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I just really fucks with dude. Like we've had so many arguments about dumb shit over the last three, four years. I appreciate scribble. Basically, somebody of that guess your names, but somebody did say, uh, "Stop rapping." I told him to f to fuck off. Basically, like anybody would. <laughs> so, after uh, when I met Scribble, I kept sending him songs, songs, 
So one time he goes, yo, want to do a feature? I'm like, yeah, sure. So basically, I'm like, yo, I don't think this guy's going to pull through with it at a point because he was taking forever, right? So I was like, you know what? If this doesn't go down, I might as well just say fuck it. If it goes down, I'm going to keep going. Mm. It actually went down, but I was so happy. <laughs> yeah, that's mumble, uh, mumbling this and mumbling that. Auto-tune uh, this and auto-tune that. Pass, that's, that's my scribble voice. Uh, but yeah, shout out Scribble. Yeah, that guy's fucking nifty. I'm just saying because like, it's cool to watch people you know actually make interesting moves and like you know win in life a little bit like actually go out there and like do impressive shit where you're like oh say a word like i know this dude and i watched him pull it off okay and then it becomes like everything in life becomes a little more tangible and i honestly find that like you know scribble like that a little bit because like you know at the end of the day i'm very happy to argue with him about well, I'm too left, and he feels, you know, I'm a little soft for his likings. And I'm very much like, meh, I'm okay with that. Let's argue about it still. <laughs> um, yeah. That's cool. So you met up with Scribby, and you guys made your track. You got him on the next project. Yeah, man. But what else have you been after? You've been learning to mix, right? If I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken. Like, you took on the role of engineering. Yeah, basically, mix master. Uh, uh, basically, uh, I met this guy rb beats through uh facebook because one time um i met this beat maker which was my friend's little brother and i'm like listen i don't want to buy beats it's too expensive like 150 200 might as well like go with the residuals i'm on distro kid so i'll give you 50 percent residuals if you create the beat for me it would just be me and you and if it pops off and we make money, shit, it pops off, we make money, right? If it doesn't, it doesn't. But at least, because he wasn't doing anything with his beats, I wanted to find beats, you know? So basically, dropped a deal with him like that. So my friend told me, you are crazy. Don't do that. I was like, why? He's like, oh, bro, uh, you can make so much more. You can give him so much less. You might as well buy the beat. Nah, nah, nah. So basically made a whole post about it on facebook see if it's a smart move right so yeah sometimes okay yo sometimes chemo makes a post on facebook and it collects people yo if y'all on chemo's facebook you should get on chemo's facebook is all i'm saying so basically i throw the argument on facebook of like am i doing something right so a bunch of people are hitting me up some people are being like yeah that's a good thing you know you're it's it's a good move some people are like no uh you should give him 20 nah, 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 or 30 whatever the case so i got i met this guy rb beats and we went through a whole like conversation so boom he goes i'll take 20 percent if you're down to use my beats i'm like shit perfect so that's where i did fuck that he made some type of competition he made a group on facebook to find artists i want to work with him in exchange of residuals hmm. so basically made a competition said whoever could kill the beat the best wins in a way i and who does it first i threw mines in first right away you know i dropped the lyrics 
and I send it to him. He mixed it, sent it back to me. I dropped it, and basically I won the competition because some other dude came in, and it wasn't. What's the name of the group? Uh, there there was no name. It was just a, like a little Facebook chat. Okay, it was a Facebook group chat. Yeah, basically. How do you get in these Facebook group chats? Yo, this <laughs> this one is. I get invited. Kimo hits me up. Hold him. <laughs> I want you to join this networking Facebook group chat. I said, Kimo, I don't think that's a good idea personally because I've never been in a Facebook group chat that wasn't the worst thing in my life, especially with the number of people. He promised me it's going to be the best. Adds me in. I swear it lasted, what, 12 hours before it was weird? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, um... 12 hours before it got weird. Yeah. Okay? Weird. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know what's happening here. But then you're lurking because you're watching people you know in this group being weird in a group because people behave weird. Anyway, how did you get? How do you get into these groups? Okay, <laughs> basically, I met this guy, Jay Davila, and told me, "Yo, I'll show you how to promote." I'm like, "All right, cool, perfect." He's a super cool guy, you know. So. I basically curated myself. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna throw a bunch of rappers in a group chat and see what happens. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, and <laughs> it's like whoever like wants promo or whatever free promo, let's say you just throw them in, or somebody find out about throw them in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why? To network. You know, I found somebody. Uh, I found this guy, uh, Serum. He's really dope rapper. He has been rapping for one year. Already has 2,000 people on his Spotify following him. And he's down to be on my album. See? Like, I find features like you know, that. I know, but you got to understand. Like, let's, let's, let's look at, I just want to break this Facebook message thing down a little bit. So you put like 80 of us in a chat and got one person out of it. And the rest of no. us be like, bruh. It's not that. It's like. Bro, throw your things. You never know what could happen, you know? You fair never enough. know who, who you're throwing. You know what I mean? It's like you're connecting people together. I don't know. That's how I see it. If people turn it awkward, then shit. People turn it awkward. I ain't do it. <laughs> fair enough. I did the action to put everybody together, though. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, it was a vibe. I remember that 12 hours <laughs> i think i was like no nah, this isn't it um but i like the ambition of bringing people together what would you like do differently to achieve this vision like how would you actually bring people together given that you could let's say not work let's say it doesn't like let's say not facebook messages i guess that's what i'm trying to say no idea it was just plain idea i was like you know what why not we'll bring people together see if um features come out or if i could get people on my album that way or you know how like figure out a way it could benefit me i appreciate that I you should create the chemo opportunity uh catcher just say like, what chemo the opportunity catcher that's what it is man but then it's like you should create like chemo the opportunity center and then like just create like a hub your, your own facebook group where you just bring people in and just like opportunity and run it shit that'd be an idea yeah i mean i think about that 
Facebook groups are a little simpler to deal with than group chats. Yeah. Um, but like, stills. What else are you up to these days? Uh, basically, gotta write eight eight sixteens for um the what are they called? Immortal beings. The their album. You're doing eight. Yeah, I'm doing eight. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, fair enough. And, uh, Tell us about this, Mar. I didn't start yet. <laughs> Who's Immortal Beings? Uh, Immortal Beings are these dudes that hosted uh, a mixtape with Scribble. And they basically hit me up on IG saying, me and CB Mac are extremely dope and they want to work with us. So that's how it started off. That's fresh. Yeah. When did you and CB Mac become the real city poets? Um, basically, we made this song called She Bad, okay? And mm, I showed it to one of my homies. He told me, nah, the singing part's not it, bro. I'm like, okay, whatever. I showed it to some other people. And, and we're going to a spot to chill, me and this other guy. And he's like, bro, that song is it. I'm like, he's like, yeah? He's like, yeah, that song is it. He's like, watch this. We go to the spot and it's like a it's like a chilling spot, you know? Where like it's in the hood, so it's just a bunch of people chilling together. It's um I wouldn't call it a trap house, but like a chilling spot, you know? So I throw the song on the Bluetooth thing. Everybody's like, going, hey, hey, hey. I was so freaking surprised when I was like, what? It was like, everybody was on the vibe, drunk, whatever, you know? But just the fact that my song was able to do that, I was so happy. I was like, what? I told CB Mac, I'm like, yo, we gotta, we gotta make a group, bro. <laughs> How did y'all yeah. land on Real City Poets? Um, Real City is Montreal's nickname. And we're, we're poets. Real City Poets. We just kept it clean simple like that. Fair enough. I see CB Max in the chat right over yeah. there watching right now as we discuss your origin story of the Real City Poets. And one thing that um, I was really proud of, um, we beat Boros in a, <clears throat> in a competition. Who? Uh, oh, Boros. Okay, so I know who Boros is because every time I open SoundCloud, for some reason, like I get the Google cookies, you know how it like remembers the last link. You hit like an S, and it'll have like a particular version of the SoundCloud page open every time you go there. Yeah, it's the Burroughs's entry on Oasis's beat for the first breaking records is contest. So literally every time okay. I go to SoundCloud, that guy starts rapping on my shit. <laughs> okay, that's dope. Anyways, he's, he's a very very powerful rapper. I was I was like when when they put me against it i was like come on this is not fair bro <laughs> so but you won yeah i did i disqualified him the first one i was so happy i was like oh shit and it was um a song called fallen me and cb mike did he did the hook i did the lyrics the the <laughs> verses and stuff yeah so then what do y'all have coming next for y'all like so y'all are making are you guys making a project or is it just like you did your, your four or five songs and that's it no right now i'm just finishing my album and i'm thinking me and cb mike we should make an album called you know 
real city poets and we make an album but we're trying to find basically a logo right now i have no idea what we could use as a logo. you pay hugo and hugo makes you the logo what is hugo hugo's the guy who made the bridge the gap logo and the perspectives logo and I, i'm blanking on his last name right now but hugo's an ill logo maker and the price is nice and like you should just pay dude and get the logo done because like dude's fucking that ill with your shit with his shit like it is what it is okay like don't fuck around with logos you know what i'm saying like <laughs> hugo does his shit trust cb the fucking price is nice that's all i'm saying <clears throat> okay 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 and he linked up with makeway okay but yeah so you can plug you're gonna send me his facebook after yeah, yeah for sure i think it's roberge but i could be wrong so i don't want to be 100 percent wrong um but like yeah he's one of the engineers at makeway the hugo that works at makeway that's the one okay um I, I can't link him in the chat because the keyboard's all the way over there this time. We're doing new setup testings and shit because, okay. like, we're in this new... Kimo's, like, internet situation allowed him... It made more sense for him to come here instead of being one of those guys where we find out live on the interview it's going to be one of those interviews, and I highly appreciated that. Yeah, my internet sucks, I hope. <laughs> um, but with that... Um, so y'all are gonna come through with that. What other kinds of stuff is you up to though? Like, what are the bigger ambitions of the chemo? Bigger ambitions. Basically, I just after this album, I'm just gonna drop albums and features. Do you have music videos? Albums after albums. Yeah, I'm thinking about a couple of music videos, but I'm trying to find a a, a camera guy, which will cost me arm and a leg. Bro, and, just yeah. Just I'm get, just trying to cut my ties. Just, just get your fucking phone game on, my dude. A gimbal is like $120. You should probably cop one of those. What is that? That's the stabilizer motherfucker that makes the shots look like stable, right? Then all the really cool shit, as I understand it, is a lot of effects and stuff. So as long as you got like a half-decent new phone, in theory, you could just do low-end videos and in editing make them look nice. Yeah. Yeah, you got a point, but I don't know. I like... I like like professional where you know the dude could do angles, things like that. Well, that's when you find a dude that wants to learn with you. Yeah, basically. And I'm yo with the gimbal though, you can hold it and and get a bunch of shit going on. You know what I'm saying? It's just stabilizing it. But apart from me, everybody has an expensive ass phone with a good camera. So that's what I'm saying. And yo, trust man. At the end of the day, then you get filters on it and the, the editing, and you seam it all together, and it looks nice. Yeah, and it's not why I say that does not cost an arm and a leg. Yeah, <laughs> true. You got a point. And uh, visuals are helpful things. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just gotta find out one person who's down to win. That's yeah. fair. If anybody's down, DM me. <laughs> so what? What else is up in the world of chemo? Um, right now nothing to be honest. It's just uh, the album right now. I'm trying to work on it. I'm trying to release it. I'm trying to really you take every song and make it like A1, you know? And who inspires you? Who inspires me? I wouldn't say somebody specific. I would, I would say songs inspire me. Yeah. Like, I would say... Um, there's a CB Mac song that inspires me a lot, Confidence. Mm. Um, there is, what should I say? 
I would literally have to scroll down on my phone and I would tell you one after the other. I feel like it's fresh. The, the only song I could think of is CB Max. Confidence. Yeah, that's that's pretty jokes. That's the only one I thought of. But um, there is a... What is that? What is the name of that song? Um, it's Scribble. Pistol on my side, I think. Mm. I love that flow. Yeah. Songs like that, I mean... Do I you, just, like, spend a lot... How do you find new music? How do I find new music? Yeah, what do you do to find new music? Uh, Spotify or Facebook. Basically, I scroll down and, like, there's, like, ads or, like, there's videos of, like, some dude just spitting straight bars or something. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's dope. And I go check him out or... I go on Spotify, let's say uh, I listen to one artist, then I scroll down, it says fans also like them, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's mainly how I find music. Fair enough. Yeah. No, that's dope. Um, but yeah, basically, <coughs> yo, do any of y'all have any questions for Chemo? And yo, when do you think your project is going to be coming? Uh, right now? I'm at 10 songs. I'm just waiting for one artist to, to lay out his lyrics. I already have um, Willie Scandals' lyrics. I dropped mine. Thought mines were kind of weak. So I'm going to switch that up. Right in U16. And um, I'm waiting on my beat maker to send me one last beat so I could throw Scribble and the other artists in. Right. Yeah. So I really don't know where. But it's almost done. Who, That's what I could say. So who's your biggest musical influence? I feel like we just asked that, but who's your biggest musical influence? Honestly, the the one I would consider the best, Tupac. Tupac. Yeah. Fair enough. I love Tupac. Yeah. His clearness, um, the way he expresses himself, the way he explains stories and stuff. Anybody could understand him, you know? And that RB Beats guy is the one who's producing the albums. Yeah. Yeah, that's fire. That's that's your guy now for life. Yeah, for, for beats, basically. Yeah, he's very good with trap beats. It's dope. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Honestly, though, like, that's cool. I look forward to seeing what you do next with it, yeah. how you evolve, man. All I can say about Kimo is I watched this guy just walk, stumble into the game. <laughs> And just relentlessly figure things out. Yeah. Um, are you dropping music on Bandcamp? Bandcamp. I think, I think I did. Yeah, I think I am on Bandcamp. I'm not really sure. Search me and check. So the answer is Kimo's gonna go make sure his music's on Bandcamp after. Yeah, basically. Because <laughs> Bandcamp people can go and like give you money. All right. Oh shit. No. Really? <laughs> yes, that's what Bandcamp is. It's basically a store. Oh, where you yeah. can like sell the music. Okay. And you like put a price and motherfuckers could be coming through and like going, here's a dollar and instead of getting like stream money, you get like actual here's money money. Okay. They take like fifteen percent or some shit. I'm on uh reverb nation, that I know I'm on. <laughs> yeah, reverb nations for real reels. Yeah. Um I used reverb nation back in the day. Back, yo, back in the day, like, it used to kind of be like, yo, I'm the 14th best rapper in Verdun. Because, <laughs> yo, Reverb Nation, yo, so I log into Reverb Nation, uh, puts me in, like, 
third place in Montreal or some shit. I'm oh, like, yeah. Because, yo, Reverb Nation just detected I logged in, right? Like, this isn't, like, real shit now. They're trying to get me to now want to give them money for stuff because that's all they're okay. there for. And it was just ridiculous, man. Reverb Nation cracks me the fuck up. Uh, on Fridays, Bandcamp does not take any cut for pretty much all of COVID. So, basically, you get 100% of all of the proceeds from the purchase when they're doing that. Huh. I'm gonna make sure you drop that album on Bandcamp. That's for sure. Just put everything on Bandcamp. Yeah, literally everything. Um, cool. that's fair. But I have uh, basically my mixtape. I made a I made a bunch of songs that weren't like my instrumentals. That's why they're not on Spotify. Just put them on so. Bandcamp. Put them on Bandcamp, huh? On Bandcamp, yeah. Okay, no, I'm gonna do that. And uh, yeah, don't worry. I have so. a there's one of the tracks has a Led Zeppelin sample on my shit on Bandcamp. Oh yeah, okay. And no copyrights, uh, whatever the thing. No, okay, perfect. No, huh. I mean it could change. I don't know if Bandcamp's ever gonna like really enforce that shit, but okay. to date they really haven't. They're kind of like the indie market haven that flies under the radar. The downside to Bandcamp is that there's not as many people like Ismail that are enthusiastic about Bandcamp as most of us would like okay. but like by not being there is silly because there are people who are as enthusiastic as Ismail out there which we should care about even if there's not as many because his enthusiasm is very rewarding for people that means he might buy your shit if it's on Bandcamp huh. yeah I think I'm gonna start throwing stuff on Bandcamp you're right um, but, but yeah, I'm not really sure what else to ask you, my guy. Do you have any last stuff that you want to say to the world out there? Um, thanks for sharing my music. Um, thanks for the support. I love it. And, uh, that's it. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> you fucking Kima. Sorry, I gotta say, man. Um, apparently Radiohead's catalogs on Bandcamp. That's fire. Um, but yeah appreciate everybody out here for watching it um honestly it's great to have y'all here on a saturday at this time of day showing me this might be a better time in the future than the last saturday time uh it's definitely a different vibe when people be in the room in real life it's it's taking and getting used to but uh it's cool in the future who knows maybe we get like a real studio and we are all set up in in person unless it's one of them people that don't live in the city type thing so you know changes be coming and all that but shout out all of you for watching uh yo i guess it's fair to say i'm in new york city november 1st to 6th so you're gonna see a mad fucking reduction in streaming over that week because i'm not in the country and that's just kind of what it is but then we back on november 8th and we gonna be back with our shit so you know, it is what it is in between then and now. So I appreciate everybody out there for real, real. Shout out Zalmanel for the great thing. I can guide the raid, but I definitely have to stand up to do that. <laughs> for real this time. But I appreciate y'all for being here again. Honestly, thank you, Kimo. Thank you um, for having me. Man. And yo, live long. Oh, yeah. All you watching in the future, thank you. Links down below. Subscribe, comment, blah, 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 bleep. Live long and prosper, everybody. Thank you.